Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. Every Monday and Wednesday, I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Want to receive 10 tips to eat less water for your summer parties? Go to eatlesswater.com to download the free list. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Hi, welcome to the How to Eat Less Water podcast. This is Florencia Ramirez, your host and author of the book, Eat Less Water. Over the last few weeks, I've been busy writing the 10 tips to eat less water for summer party planning. In this 14-page guide, there's a printable cheat sheet perfect to hang inside your pantry door or on your refrigerator available for free. So if you already subscribed to my newsletter, you can find the link to download in your inbox. But if you are new here, you can use a link in the show notes to subscribe to the newsletter and receive the link to download the guide. So you can start saving water and growing well-being during your next party. And also you save money and grow ease in your party planning. So tomorrow is World Chocolate Day, July 7th. I don't need much reason to celebrate chocolate. I always have bars of chocolate in my pantry ready for an afternoon nibble. When my kids, who are now teenagers, were babies, I'd hold their tiny hands within mine and I rub them together like they held the wooden handle of a molinillo, which is the chocolate whisk. We sang the same Spanish nursery rhyme my mother sang with me, which just goes, chocolate, chocolate, bate, bate, chocolate. I think it's safe to say we each hold our own precious chocolate story. It's just one of those foods that has the power to incite emotion and to elevate an ordinary moment, especially like on those afternoons when I make my way down to the pantry and I take a square of the chocolate, I place it on my tongue, I resist the urge to chew, but instead let the flavors wash over my taste buds. It actually reminds me of another song I love by the Wood Brothers. And the chorus goes, let me think, if I die young, at least I got some chocolate on my tongue. I love that. And the chocolate that finds its way on my tongue is organic, direct traded, and made with no palm oil. That leads me nicely to the action tips for today which is when you buy chocolate, whether it's a bar or it's powder for hot chocolate or chips for baking, support the brands who are sourcing from farms that are organic, who are purchasing direct from the farmer, and who are not swapping cocoa butter for palm oil. 
So I'm going to break down the first two tips here, but I'm going to dedicate a future episode on palm oil specifically and why it's important to skip this popular ingredient when we eat less water. So the first action tip, buy organic chocolate. In my book, I wrote a chapter on chocolate featuring Tassa chocolate, which is a factory located just outside of Boston. My tour guide into the world of chocolate making was Alex Whitmore, and he's the co-founder of the brand. So he said something to me that helped me connect the dots between not only the chocolate and water, but of cacao growing and the small farmer responsible for the cultivation of cacao pods. And this is fascinating for me when I was doing research for the chapter to learn that 5.5 million small farmers are responsible for the cultivation of cacao pods. So he said to me, the communities where we purchase our cacao use their rivers for everything, to swim, to bathe, to drink. So when companies like Tassa Chocolate pay a premium for organic cacao, the farmers don't need to make a difficult decision between polluting their rivers and making a living. So, gosh, that was so powerful for me. When he told me this, we were standing in the little gift shop of the Tassa Chocolate Factory. It smells incredible in there, just so sweet. And they make a stone ground chocolate using the techniques from Oaxaca, Mexico. So there's a lot of mole and chile and cinnamon that's added to their chocolate. So, you know, just think about walking into the space and just having the infusion of the sweet and the spicy all together. Just thinking about it makes me really want to have some chocolate now. When companies like Tassa Chocolate are paying that premium, we also have to pay a little more for that chocolate. But I'm willing to do that because I have that understanding of what that chocolate is connected to. Because chemicals in water make people sick. And it's estimated that 70% of chemicals applied to cacao are retained in the soil and washed into the streams and rivers that they use for just about everything in these communities. Another fascinating thing to understand about cacao is that for 2,000 years, it was grown under the canopy of the rainforest. It is meant to be shade-grown, just like the coffee tree. But in the 20th century, the cacao tree was brought out of the shade and into the full sun. When the farmers and scientists discovered the cacao trees produced twice as many cacao pods in the full sunlight, they also warned that there's consequences resulting from the lack of shade, such as the invasion of weeds, the degradation of soil, and new pests. But Farmers were seduced by the promise of higher yields, and in the following decades, they cleared away rainforests. Absent the shade, the yields did in fact increase, but so too has a use of agrochemicals to combat 
these pests and the weeds and everything that comes with taking these trees out from under the shade. So, for example, in West Africa, the top grower of cacao, pesticide use doubled in the years between 2007 and 2010. The rub is that chemicals are not as effective as they once were, and cacao farmers are discovering that 30 to 40 percent of the annual yields are lost because the tree is no longer protected by the shade. So overall, the way the industry is dealing with the loss of yields is to apply more chemicals, keeping the farmer trapped in this cycle until they can find a way out. Which leads me to the second action tip. Buy chocolate that has a social responsible label like Direct Trade, Fair Trade Certified, Rainforest Alliance, or when a chocolate brand is what they say, bean to bar. These certifications then allow a space for the cacao farmer or cooperative to negotiate a price directly and directly or indirectly empowering small farmers to move away from chemicals, or as Alex put it, the farmer doesn't need to make that difficult decision between polluting the rivers and making a living. When the farmer has the security of a negotiated price, they can invest in the farm. They can afford to purchase shade trees and replant the forest. Remember, cacao is a traded commodity. I didn't realize that actually until I wrote that chapter. So in these direct relationships, the cacao farmer can not only walk away from the dependence of chemicals, but they can walk away from the uncertainty that comes from a volatile stock market that is becoming more and more volatile as climate change continues to disrupt the way cacao is grown because there's too much water or too little water, and that is making its way into the price of cacao. So the socially responsible trade programs also ensure that there's no labor abuses. Unfortunately, cacao has a long history of child labor abuses, including human trafficking of children to work on the farms. These trade programs prohibit child labor and require fair wages. So to celebrate chocolate on World Water Day tomorrow and every day thereafter, I invite you to join me in supporting chocolate brands that are not just fermenting, roasting, grinding, and tempering delicious chocolate, but are also cultivating care for the soil, rivers, helping to reforest the tropics, and to honor the work of the cacao farmer who brings each of us pleasure that melts into our tongue. Thank you for listening today. Join me here every Monday and Wednesday so we can grow well-being together. Bye for now. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water Shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review. 
even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective. Thank you.